Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here's a story of a man named Bruncey who covers Husker sports boys and girls like football and basketball, even weightlifting like front squats and curls. Then one day, good old Bruncey called a talk show and acting on what they thought was a hunch. John and Josh wanted to start a family. And now we get to talk to Michael Brunts. It's Michael Brunts. Michael Brunts. Now we get to talk to Michael Brunts. Of Husker247.com. Bruncey, have you guys uh, decorated Shafe's desk yet with all the proper accoutrements, you know, now that he's he's on uh, paternity leave and when he gets back and he'll have, uh, he'll have a bunch of cool stuff on his desk there at the palatial 24-7 sports studios? <laughs> yeah, we took the opportunity to also move his desk away from the plum window view. So nice. we, uh, we, did, we did that as well. So he'll have that surprise to come back to. I, I, what's the appropriate? Uh, what should we be decorating with? Maybe, maybe we haven't done enough. I'm afraid that that we maybe need to do more. We definitely to, uh, need to wrap all of his items in bubble wrap, okay, and, and seal them up real tight. Okay, you know. Okay, um, we can do that. Let's see. I'm trying to think of other things that Jim did to uh, Dwight in the office. Put stuff in Jello. Oh yeah, that's right. When he put the stapler in Jello, yeah, put his, his put his garbage computer in Jello, Bruns. It actually <laughs> might, might make it work better. <laughs> I think his computer actually it, it predates Jello. I think that's how old it is. So it's pretty old. It's pretty old. Uh, Bruns, I don't know if you saw this. You probably did because you're a passionate Oakland A's fans. But they they were mm. they were taking down the rooted in Oakland signs from the outside of the stadium exterior. Uh, yesterday, so apparently they're no longer going to be rooted in Oakland. Uh, they're contractually rooted for one more year, and then potentially <laughs> three more. So we'll see how that goes. But yes, did you guys see the uh, the fans fest? The fans organized uh, fans oh God. fest in Oakland no. that drew over twenty five thousand people. Twenty five thousand? Yeah, that twenty. They they outdrew. There were more fans at the non A's fan fest. So the the team had nothing to do with it, and there were more people at that than there were at the spring training game in Arizona against, I believe, Milwaukee. Is who they're playing? Well, I mean, twenty five thousand. That's that's like the equivalent of about twenty five A's regular season yeah, that, games. That's going to be about forty A's games this year. <laughs> I, I would guess. Oh my gosh! Oh, this is Bruns, How many so how many games are they going to win this year? Probably about forty. Uh, for mm. being honest, um, I don't know. I, I I saw some win totals that had them uh, pushing sixty, which seemed a little bit optimistic to me. Mm. Well, it's uh, not good. Yeah, it's no. Not, it's this not. is not good. Well, what is good? You know, spring football isn't that far away. Wow, mm-hmm. it's getting closer, and and we all know, uh, Bruncey, that 
every move that Dylan makes is going to be watched very closely. But what else, like, if what else is like high on your priority list that you're watching for this spring? Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, I'll hopefully we get a chance to see some things this spring. That'd sure. be first. That, that'd be nice. Um, no, I mean, I, I think the two transfer wide receivers. I'm eager to see. If, if they can uh, be a little bit more of the Samori Toure um, variety transfer wide receiver than maybe Billy Kemp or, or uh, kind of Inoa. I mean, I think those guys have to be really good for Nebraska this year. Um, you know, I, I, you know I, I rode on the side a little bit, kind of going through the running back group and where that stands, you know, after the, the smoke cleared in the offseason. And it feels like Dante Dowdell is going to be you know, a, a pretty significant portion of what this offense is going to do, at least this spring. I mean, you're not going to have Irvin or Ramir Johnson in there, so there's going to be an opportunity to kind of get to the front of the pack before everybody else gets a chance to get in there. So I'll, I'll be watching that. And, you know, beyond that, I mean, I, I, I you're never you're not going to really know with the defense how, how good they actually are, but, I mean, whatever signs that you can kind of find that um, – you know that the defense is is ready to kind of take that next step. I'm sure because it's the off season and that's the way that things go. They they're ready to do that. But um, you know, I I think if if they can kind of get the depth to look similar to it did last season and play a lot of guys, I think that's a good sign. And I think you'll get an idea of kind of what that looks like in the spring. Brunt, uh, I wanted to follow up about the running back position because you wrote about them ahead of spring ball, and uh, mm-hmm. I- I'm curious as to what your takeaway is from this group because, you know, I enter the next month feeling less bullish. I don't know if than most, but I'm certainly just not that bullish on the the group of returning guys, mainly because of the overall health, the injury situations, you know, Irvin Johnson out for spring. W- where are you at with this group, especially after doing a, a deep dive into them? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you can feel okay about what Emmett Johnson's going to bring. I mean, I think that was the one takeaway from the last half of the season last year is, you know, nobody really knew what to expect with him. I think people would, would probably not have considered themselves bullish on what he could do. And I, I think he can be a, a really nice piece to a rotation um, with, with kind of what Nebraska's going to want to do. But, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you where it's like, you know, you look at last season – and, you know, some guys contributed. It, it was, you know, th- there weren't any, you know, consistency with, in terms of big plays from the running back spot. A lot of it had to come from the quarterback run game. And I guess I'm eager to kind of see if they can get to that. I mean, I, I, I constantly go back to what Matt Rule said last July at Big Ten Media Days about how they were going to run the quarterback or what their ideal was with running the quarterback. And, you know, they, they quickly had to get away from that. And, you know, I, I think with, you know, the, the way the offense is probably trending, it's not going to be as much of the quarterback run game this season, just given the personnel that they have. And in order to do that, you have to have, you know, c- contributions and consistency from the running back group. It helps that you have a, a veteran offensive line group coming back, but you, you just have to, you have to be able to trust that group a little bit more and, and lean on them a little bit more. And I, I don't know if that's a reflection from the coaching staff of maybe what they thought of that group a year ago, um, but you got to find a way to get more out of that group. There's no question about it. 
Bruns, it, follow up on that ahead, real fast. Sorry to interrupt, John. No, but no, go I, ahead. I'm wondering, you know how like a lot of us feel, and I know you're in the same boat. It's like it'd be a, sh- a stunner, it'd be a disappointment if Dylan Raiola wasn't starting by game one, and we'd all be wondering like, what in the world's going on? Do we yeah. feel the same way about Dowdell? Like, what describes our feeling and expectation on him? You know, whether it's by game one or maybe even by the end of the season, and, and the level of carries or the number of carries he's getting on a game by game basis. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. You know, given the options in the room, I mean, you know, Gabe Irvin hasn't made it through a year completely healthy yet. Um, you know, Ramirez Johnson hasn't either, so that that's a cause for concern. Um, you know, I think Dowdell, his, his body type, being a little bit bigger back, profiles more to what Nebraska wants um, in, in their running backs and, and going through the Big Ten. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I would you know consider it a bit of an upset if. You know, he's not the guy that's getting the, the bulk of the carries or at least the, the majority of them, um, you know, by the time you hit conference play. I mean, I think there's going to be a little bit more of a by-committee approach early on as you kind of figure out who can help you and who can't. But, um, you know, it, it's just hard to say right now because you don't know how Gabe Irvin is going to come back or how Ramir Johnson is going to come back. And I know that those are two guys that, they think very highly of, and I, I, you know, I think they kind of see Irvin as, as kind of a similar back to Dowdell, although just a little bit smaller version of that. The thing is, though, about the running backs, given how much they rotated last year, does it even matter who starts? Because you know you're going to see a lot of them. So the real question is, yeah, you want Dowdell to be good enough, you know, to obviously have an impact, but it's keeping the second and the third, the fourth guys healthy behind them so that they have. A, uh, a a fairly um, a healthy enough room where they can go through the rotations that they want to do. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, and, and I mean, heck, last year by the time they'd gotten to October, you already had you know Josh Fleeks with the running backs. Um, you know that that was just kind of how decimated that depth was. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't foresee a situation where it's going to be you know a, the the starter is going to be like a twenty five carry guy I mean I I just don't know that this group right now has that person that can emerge I mean I I think you know if you're breaking up the carries if you know one one guy's getting you know let's say two-thirds of the carries and everybody else kind of splits what you know the the rest I think that's probably what I would consider more likely Um, I what we still don't really know is you know are they going to use Ramir Johnson in a different way than just kind of a featured back be more of the third down back um you know I, I think there's a lot of questions they have to figure out unfortunately i mean two guys that are going to figure pretty heavily in that conversation you're not going to really know about until uh until you get to the summer or even fall camp hey Bruns, uh hoops question for you you can take this big picture or you could just go small picture what what would it mean for this can you have a medium picture or a medium picture. Feel free to go right down the middle as well. Yeah, nice and late um, by 11. Yeah. What, yeah. What's it going to mean? I mean, they're going to make the tournament, right? Like, I guess we're all in agreement on that. So what, is, what does that do? When, when, when you expect to watch them in March next month playing in a, in a neutral site game somewhere, maybe even Omaha, like, are, do you think about what it means for what came before it or what it could mean for what's next? Um, just in terms of what, like, what, the, what, the, what it means for the program? Yeah, and Fred Hoiberg specifically. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's. I, I think what it would signal for Fred specifically is. I mean, you, you've got it going in the right direction. I mean, the last 
you know, this year plus the tail end of last year, I mean, Nebraska percentage-wise is, you know, one of the top teams in the Big Ten right now, which is kind of crazy to say record-wise. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's tough because, you know, with the way the portal is, you want to be able to say, like, you know, you can, you can build on it. There's going to be guys on this roster that are going to have decisions to make about kind of what's next for them that are going to, you know, have a pretty significant say in, in what next season looks like. But I, I think, you know, it, it's a little bit of, of just kind of the proof of concept that Fred and his staff have put together. I mean, I, I think kind of getting the opportunity to reset the deck a little bit with his assistant coaches, um, you know, they, they, they've got a type that they recruit out of the portal, and I think they've done a good job of identifying those guys. Defensively, they look more consistent um, towards the end of the season, which I think, you know, it had been an issue at times. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, you know, hopefully you can you can kind of build on it and take it into next season, um, and, and we'll see if they can do that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's a really, you know, he's done a really nice coaching job this year. Um, you know, they, they've they found pieces that really work with what they want to do. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think he deserves a lot of credit for, you know, just like I said, I mean, basically saying what we're doing is not working. And you know, kind of getting it to where uh, they're able to do some things. The uh, baseball team nearly blew a seven-run lead on Sunday, but then the prior weekend they had two late leads that they lost to Oklahoma and Texas Tech. Are there concerns after two weekends that there's a bullpen problem? Uh, I, I I don't think so. I mean, okay. you know, the the the, the loss or, or the the way that you know Sunday kind of unfolded. You did have. You, you you gave up that that seven run lead real fast, um, and, and that's definitely concerning. Um, you know, I guess the the weird kind of thing with the way that that game unfolded was even after you did that, you had five guys come in and throw. I think it was four innings of shutout relief behind it. So um, you know, and, and they did all that without having their closer and probably one of their top relievers available in a four game series. So we'll see. You know, with Prelick and uh, Casey Dice, what their situation is for this week with with, uh, with Charleston, but I, I think I think at least you know you, you've got more bodies this year back there that can get out and have plus stuff, and um, I, I still think there's a little bit of kind of trying to figure out how roles fit together. But I, I you know I, I think they would still say that that's probably one of the strengths of their team, despite uh, the, the the late inning issues they've had at times this season. So. Um, you know, another four-game series coming up. They're going to, you know, roll with the same starting rotation that they had at Grand Canyon. And, you know, I, I think, you know, with the way that Grand Canyon's been the last few years, uh, that, that's kind of a, a, a going to be a sneaky good series win uh, for them later in the year. That, that was a really important three games uh, to get three down there for them. Michael Brunts, Husker 24-7. Bruncey, as always, thanks for the time. We'll catch up with you next week. Sounds good, guys. Thanks a lot. Michael Brunts of Husker 24-7. Anything interesting happened during that interview, John? Oh, yeah, John. Anything going on over there? Anything you want to talk about? Mm, I baseball? Took a, I your took favorite a, sport? I took a couple of sips of my water. Mm. Cool. Got some Got some cool new graphics for our uh, jerky taste test that will be happening later this week. Again, our circle jerky. Uh, thanks to the folks. I just I took the box out of the studio, but thanks mm. to the folks at 1890 for sending us their jerky and the... Uh, the uh, pipeline jerky will be arriving soon, so we'll do that during a crossover. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, the John, sun what is, are you? The this is, is a baseball, down. or this is a sports yeah. show, and it's ba- still baseball month. Any baseball you'd like to update us on? Well, I did. You celebrated I you. a strikeout earlier. Remember, you did the whole thing. I gave, mm-hmm. I gave you the update on Creighton's offense and how good it has been. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh beat Atlanta thirteen to four, so the Pirates are looking pretty good. I don't it's care preseason, about... John. It doesn't count. That's true. Yeah. It doesn't count. So some rando Nick. Dodger oh, guy, Nick. some rando Dodger guy hitting a two-run home run really doesn't count. By the way, the funny thing was, so Otani hit a home run, and Goat. then and then they showed him leaving the dugout. It looked like he was a little leaguer because he had all of his bats in a Dodger bag over his shoulder and Behind carrying his little water jug. And he was running. Oh, man, he was the water running. jugs. He was running. I'm assuming he's going maybe to – I mean, he's probably done for the day, I'm assuming, and he's probably going back to the to the training facility or whatever. I've but seen it was that a fun. lot. It was just funny how he's running along, and he's got his bat bag and his little water jug, and all he needed was a little sticker that says, Hi, my name is Showy. I like to imagine that his plan the whole time was just to hit a home run, just a casual day at the office. Like, I'm just going to hit a home run and get out of here. Yeah. So, uh, My goat, your has Bellinger done any preseason he hasn't, he hasn't home runs yet? yet? But you oh, know what's amazing? Training, you know what's amazing? Training. You know what's amazing? My bad. So, in all seriousness, Otani's playing today. Yes, he, yeah. we knew he was playing today. They announced a couple days ago. The place is not sold out. These hmm. these these casual Dodger fans, typical Dodger fans. Sad. That guy's on his phone. Look at him. Yeah. I mean, wh- where where are the people? It's spring freaking training. It's Shohei Otani, Josh. It's spring training. Cubs games are always full. Are you saying the yeah, Cactus League doesn't? But, are they the Cactus League? Uh, this is the Cactus League. Yeah, are you saying but, the Cactus League doesn't matter, Josh? Yes, I am saying that. Also, people in Los Angeles already have warm weather all the time. People who live in Chicago, they want to get away for a couple of days. Most of the people that go to spring training aren't necessarily from the major league cities. They're from everywhere. Mm, I mean, a lot of people okay. just like to... Go down there. And the folks in Arizona love it. I was just surprised. I just thought, you know, with Otani making his first Dodger appearance, it would be. It's a Lakers town. They're worried about the Lakers right now, John. Yeah, I'm sure they're really worried about the Lakers. They are. Right the now. Lakers haven't been very good. They're struggling. Yeah, I'm sure they've been just. just, just Why are we talking about basketball? That doesn't matter. Wow, Nick. It's baseball Sheesh. season. Well, basketball does matter. And apparently, um,. Creighton's students are getting their hands slapped. Oh, what happened? We'll explain next after Nick tells us about the exciting things that he has going on in his life that have nothing to do with Shohei Otani. Nick Grimm for Circus Sports Iowa. With both local teams having a rare 20 wins at the same time, you could also share in their success with your new sports book. With Circus Sports Iowa, you can play along with their games or even wager if either of them will make it to the very last round of the dance. They offer tight money line splits. They won't limit you for constant winning, so if you're on a roll, they just want you to keep on rolling. And they don't keep as much money on large market bets as other places do. Their customer service, by the way, is just the best. It's no AI, it's no chatbots, it's just real people wanting to give you the hospitality of Las Vegas in the palm of your hand anywhere in the state of Iowa. So don't wait. Try it now, Circus Sports Iowa. Download it anywhere you get apps. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-238-7633. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.